welcome to the No So Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week we get to talk about uh, NXT's deadline. I know Corey has some things to uh, get off his chest about that one. Oh. We, we get to we get to preview Power Pro Wrestling's Silent Night, Violet Night, and we're going to catch up on any other news in the wrestling world this week. But first, I'm your host, Joseph Les. I'm alongside with the model, the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Not only am I the model, but uh, you didn't mention that I won the in-season no-sell entertainment tournament. Oh, did you? Yeah. So, I mean, Congrats, that's how I got you know? $500,000. Wait, what? Oh, uh, yeah, that was the prize. Uh, it's in the it's in the mail. It's in the mail. I think. Huh. That, that's that how I checked. Oh, uh, right, that's not I, good. I don't know which one of us, Corey. I think both of us just got fucked. <laughs> yeah. Damn and let's not forget about the marquee of No So Entertainment, Mike Boobel. All I have to say is. From hell's heart, I despise Nevin Dalwick. Oh, wow. That wow. sounds pretty harsh, but... <laughs> I, I, I don't know how harsh it should be, but it sounds harsh, but okay. Um, you know, I, I guys don't want to brag, but I got that Otani money going forward, so that's um, for me, so con- you know, congrats to myself. So backloaded, however, Joseph, it means you have nothing at all right now. Exactly. It's it's coming the back. Would, you know, it's gonna I would congratulate you more, Joe, but you were uh you were uh you yourself handled the uh, entire thing. You uh not only yep. were the player but also the team. Yep. Uh so I'm somehow, not surprised uh raking uh, the money. Somehow I'm losing money. I don't know what happened, but I guess I I'll get the money in the later in a couple years from now. So go me the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I can't believe I'm losing all that money. So, but let's move on, shall we? Let's talk about Silent Night, Violet Night, Violet Night for Power Pro Wrestling. Get your tickets now at powerprowrestling.com or nosoentertainment.com where you can get, find those lovely tickets. We got a fantastic card to read through, guys. Let's do it. Well, we got Marcus Eriks taking on from NWA Rush Freeman. I noticed that NWA logo on there, and I was very intrigued. I wonder if uh, Pal Pro Wrestling is going to become one of uh, uh, Billy Pumpkin's uh, affiliates. <laughs> Billy Pumpkins, uh, good stuff. Um, that'd be kind of cool. Have you ever seen this uh, Rush Freeman gentleman, Corey? I am not familiar, so no. I, I, I am not as well, but I'm. You know, we are. Some of us are are going to be able to make it this week, uh, this time. Um, but we will. I'm excited to see. You know, I'm excited for every card, and you know, seeing new people is always going to be fun. Um. Next match, La Bruja versus Corey's model friend, Charlie Avell. Yeah, you know what? I, I, uh, I'm I a little worried about my buddy. I noticed uh, the big ugly is going to be in uh, La Bruja's corner. Uh, so, you know, shenanigans could happen. He's got that stick, too. 
Bill Watch having See? a stick. Got that but big stick. Charlie will have Mr. Ulala, so Well yeah, so there's a chance that, that justice will be served. Uh certainly. Or there's a chance that Charlie gets hit in the fucking face with a big ass stick. That would be. Well, well, again, Charlie should prefer the match. You know, again, make the Anchorman rules of, you know, the rules, no touching the face, and everybody obliges to it. So it's only fair. It's only fair. Um, we have two debuting tag teams for uh, Pal. Hi, Corey. (laughs) Damn right. The the fabulous Friars. With Henri and Hercule are taking on the father-son duo of Wade and Dom Hess. I like the look of Wade and Dom Hess. They look like cowboys. I like it. But uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm a, I'm a huge fan uh, of the uh, the Frenchman. I went yep. back and I did some research this week, gentlemen. Uh, truly outstanding tag team. Broken in the old maritime uh, company in like the late '80s. Uh, truly uh, masters of the game. Uh, wrestled uh, many people over the years. Long-standing feud with uh, Rick Martel and uh, Don Callis. Um, they were the models. Uh, you can't forget that fabulous feud. And then uh, later on, the uh, the Frenchmen, uh, they used to beat up on these two no-name rooks, uh, Kevin Steen and El Generico. They used to run them around, beat the crap out of them, use them as punching bags. These guys are the real deal. Big fan of theirs. I think they're going to win. So are you telling me that the Hess clan is in trouble? Yes. The Hess clan is in trouble, although they look badass too. So uh, just uh, according to my sources, uh, this this debuting French tag team uh, does buy their methamphetamine from Landry Country. Is that true? How dare you? I guarantee there's no methamphetamines in those fantastic French bodies. They are powered purely on excellent wine and frog's legs. Mm, that sounds like a code. This guy this guy knows his stuff. You know, he went through uh, and I, and the I history. Just, That's why he's the database. Neither of, and neither one of them had anything to do with a uh, mob hit on Dino Bravo in uh, 1993. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute. He said none of them did. Moving on. Uh, we have Moving a on. we have a special appearance by the former and never was the uh no uh no sales favorite tag team. The Hammer Brothers. No doubt the they're less, just, no sales favorite tag team, the Hammer Brothers? No, no, never yeah. was. Never was. No doubt to Great. sit there and cry into their spilt Gatorade over the fact that they uh, lost the tag team titles to a far superior team. Well, yeah, I mean, they drink Gatorade because they're, they're finely tuned athletes, unlike those Frenchmen who are full of methamphetamine and horse <laughs> tranquilizer. Well, I just wanted to point out that I didn't want to insinuate that while they were working on jobs, uh, job sites, they'd be drinking alcohol. That would be terrible. So, you know. Uh, they're union. No, absolutely not. They're professionals. Yep. Unlike those Frenchmen who do rails of cocaine in the backyard. Hey, I told you, they don't do anything like that, and they certainly weren't part of any mob hit. Allegedly. No, no, they certainly were not. I, I don't have to say oh, that's no, not even allegedly, just straight up no? Yeah, they not. Oh, okay. Don't let anybody tell you. Erroneous. Erroneous on uh, both counts. That's certainly not why they've been wearing masks since 1993. 
Uh, by the way, there is a PAL VIP pre-show match. As, well, it's the Empire Suite with the returning of King Naja as the tag match will be Dove and Dangerous taking on Joey Thornton and Cole Rivera. Well, first of all, right there, that's an early Christmas present, the return of King Naja. It, should, it is. I think we can all agree I, on that. That's my Christmas miracle. There you go. <laughs> and then we have another miracle, guys, as... Hear me out, okay? It's going to be Amira versus Caden Cassidy in an arm wrestling match. I mean, that, remember, it's going to take. Remember, we talked about this. This should be over the top, and it should just be going the whole night. Hundred percent. Well, I mean, it's going to. I mean, there's. Yeah. I, I, this is this is, you know, the immovable force against the you know, something object or whatever. So I've okay, been that's... watch. Uh, I've been listening to an old 1980s WWF podcast, and late '87 coked up Hogan is maybe the best promo ever in the history of wrestling. I've I've heard and, a couple of those recently. He keeps <laughs> referring to the Rock Don Morocco's uh, veins as uh, as hoses, and I got news for you. He's so fucking jacked on the steroids, it looks like he's got garden hoses underneath his skin. Yeah, and I was I've, thinking uh, contest would be a hell of a lot better if they both had gigantic hoses for for veins. <laughs> well, I mean, these two are all natural. They're just there's the cream of the crop here. This is just going to be. Is it, is it too late to get a mirror on those '87 Hogan steroids? I asked the French tag team; they have them. How dare you? And they certainly don't have pallets of cigarettes. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Taken from Dino Bravo's garage. Man, this is like an anti-Dino Bravo fest. <laughs> hey, the hit was out. He should have known better than to be sitting in his own recliner watching his own television unsupervised. What did he think was going to yeah, happen? Joe, take that a lesson. Don't what? Wait, what am I doing? Is there a hit out on me now? What the hell? Hey, there's never been a hit. What are you talking about? Oh, what's what done? Yeah, <laughs> freshmen in masks run. Oh, wee wee. Our next match we have is for the YouTube Championship in a no uh, no time limit match, as it's Chris Brady taking on Jaden. Yeah, the last time. There's no time limit. Yeah, because last time it was the a last draw. Time draw. So it's going to go on. So I like this. Come back with the no time limit. Basic wrestling booking one-on-one. You go to a time limit draw, there'll be no time limit next time. Hold on. Hold on, Corey. Are you telling me that corrupt Tim Donahue-looking motherfucker Brian Zane did something right? Is that what you're telling me? Well, I don't know who chose it. Uh, I'm hesitant to give him any positive credit. And I won't, so... I mean, you know what? Maybe it was the returning Jeremy Blanchard on commentary. Maybe he's been the voice of reason. Who knows? I I I, I, I full heartedly believe that. Uh, who knows? But you know that's I, exciting. You know, I, let them fight all night, just like the arm wrestling matches. Just have multiple continuous <laughs> matches throughout the whole night. And then Corey would be there shucking, jiving in the corner in his Akeem outfit. I'm to the Akeem all night in the big old Easter egg <laughs> outfit. 
Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now that's an early Christmas present for everybody. A lot of fantastic, fantastic events that we can't promise any of that, people. Sorry. When we start our own organization, that's what we're doing. One night only. This Corey in the corner, you know, it's like it's like the go-go dancers just for the same, just him shucking and jiving the whole time on the. Put me in a big fucking cage, and I just shuck and jive in the corner with strobe lights. Uh, yeah, key like, invitation. It, it would be a Shark Tank, you know. It'd be a good. That'd be. Uh, this be great, you know. Just we're make it so one 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 event. We will have you shucking and jiving. That's the world I strive for. <laughs> for the POW Tag Team Championships, we have the champions, Midnight Heat, taking on Flamin' Aces. That should be a really good match. I'm looking forward to that. be good. This is your match of the night right here is what this is. Yeah. I think that Midnight Heat, I think the Flamin' Aces... The the Midnight Heat's a perfect team to for them to wrestle. Going to have that. I'm already envisioning a, a Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton level cell job of one of the baby faces. They're going to be fucking beaten down to a pulp. They're going to be reaching for that tag. The crowd's going to be going crazy. Oh yes, could be good. Yeah, I, I right now proclaiming it my match of the night. Myself, I'm excited for it. And then the main event, a Santa sleigh ride match, as it's Funny Bone and Drexel taking on Zicky Dice and good brother Levi Shapiro. Can you can you explain to me what a Santa's sleigh ride match entails, Joe? I'm just going to say chaos and blood. Yeah, and... I don't know there's going to be plunder enough, and that's good. I just wonder if there's like particular rules to how to win a match like that, or there might be a sleigh ride involved. You know, those are just bludgeon them and then pin them. Which I'm yeah. fine with too. Half, it's, it's like a cast. It's like a casket uh, match, but with uh, a sleigh. Uh, Put him in the sleigh, and that's the end of the match. Santa comes out shucking and jiving. <laughs> My God! <laughs> it's a that's key not, to the North Pole dream. That 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 is when we notice that you, we look in the cage and it says, "I'm on break. Be back yeah. in an hour." <laughs> Lunch. Be back. Yeah. Uh, what a great world that would be. <laughs> but, um, a good show, though. Yeah. It's going to be a good it's, show, yeah. Huh? I said, as usual. As good, usual. Good yep. Show. But, Power um, knows how, Power knows how to do it. They do. And, you know, you want, you get your tickets now. You don't want to miss out on, this event, you know, each show is as we uh, we talk about it every uh, every show. Frank how died? Huh? Frank Whitecheck died. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, huh. he, he f- fell and hit his head, and then they found him later. And, but, more, more on him later in this podcast, guys. Yeah. But uh, get your tickets now for Power Pro Wrestling at. Uh, Violent, Silent Night, Violent Night. But before, get your tickets now for uh, The Shining for Art House After Dark as it'll be at the Art House in Eugene. 
Uh, get your tickets. It's running from December 15th through the 21st. So if you uh, want to see this uh, horror classic, get your tickets now. Eugene Arthouse, EugeneArthouse.com forward slash movie forward slash The Dash Shining. But it's you want to get, get, you know, but you want to get your tickets now. You don't want to miss out on any of these shows. What a what a good back to back with football season being over. You got nothing to do. Go watch uh, uh, The Shining and then go see uh, Silent Night, Violent Night, and you might see us shucking and jiving. Yeah, Florida hey, State. What else to do? Go watch that shit. There you go. Ouch. Florida State. Suck at Florida State. Uh, and that here's Johnny part, man. That might be the greatest ad lib in the history of movies. Right. I mean, it's tough to beat. That whole part is fucking ad libbed and frightening as shit. Right, Jack Nicholson's unhinged in the best ways. Like, who just like decides to take an axe to a door and didn't tell your co-star? Like, fuck, dude. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! I told you to stay on your feet. I like to improv. <laughs> well, poor Shelley Duvall. You know, this poor Shelley Duvall. She was never the same after that movie. Nope. I mean, you couldn't. Jesus. What was, well, like, was also Jack, the, he took an axe to the door in front of me, so. You know. And Q, and Stanley Kubrick was like a complete asshole too. So. Oh yeah, Stanley Kubrick fucking gaslit her for the entire fucking total of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's why she she kind of you know went batshit crazy after. So. I'm not. I. I wasn't uh, happy with the fact that they tried to do a sequel to it, The Shining. Yeah. Just Shinier? recently. And, um, the Shinier. <laughs> the Shinier. <laughs> no, it, um, it was, where are you? I, are you Jack Harlow? No, Doctor Sleep was the title of the movie. Came out, came out like. Oh, it's fucking terrible. It came out three years ago, and it just wasn't, you know, like, really? That's that's what we're well, doing here? Who was in Dr. Sleep? Uh, Ewan McGregor. Ooh. Um, who else? I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson, she's in the Mission Impossible movies. And other than that. Guess what I just read is going to be a sequel is going to be coming out in 2025, gentlemen. Demolition Man. No, 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 no. Yep, they're making it. <sighs> Son of a gum. But I, don't I know prefer what the could... Shining over the Shining, so you know I'll leave it at that. The sh- that's a better name than the Doctor Sleep. The Shining Two, shinier than you. <laughs> there it is. But again, get your tickets now for both nights at Pal. Uh, for uh, for the movie and wrestling at powerprowrestling.com or Eugene Our House. I get a double feature weekend. Have fun. Exactly. Again, you got nothing. EugeneRHouse.com forward slash movie forward slash the dash shining. That's what it's under. It's not like the Blazers are playing any like games that matter, so we go watch wrestling. Right. Local references. <laughs> and now. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. I just thought hepatitis C looking at this ring in this match in Mexico. And what's that? I thought you were immune to it by this point. 
you'd think, but this, I mean, my fucking God, this is a grimy looking map with huge, gigantic potholes in it. <laughs> what does the British Bulldog and Matthew Johnson have in common? <laughs> <laughs> Call the hotline to find out. God. <laughs> oh, me, Gene. You are missed. <laughs> Pull it up your ass, Jimmer. You prick. <laughs> so shall we now talk about uh should we now talk about deadline? NXT's oh, deadline. Oh yes, can we? Okay. So we did have a we, we did have a small homework assignment as that by that I mean we watched the women's iron survivor challenge to determine the wrong contender for the NXT women's championship at New Year's Evil. I and watched both. Can I ask you the one of you a question? Yes. Now that you I watched know. it, do you understand the rules of this match any better? Oh, I under, not only do I understand the rules, I like the match. See, this is what we're talking I like about. Let's the talk. concept. I like the match a lot as a concept and it made a lot more sense once I saw the match play out. Okay. I liked, uh, well, how do we want to go about this? I can. I'll I want me to read them. I liked mm-hmm. the men's match a lot more than the women's match. Uh, I won't say a lot more. I liked the men's match better, but I didn't hate the women's match. I just I didn't know anybody, so it was hard to get into the match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. It, it was like I was like, who the hell is Kalani Jordan? She's a former ta- NXT champion, I believe, if I recall. She is. Hold on. I looked up a lot of these names. She is a former gymnast i believe from michigan state all right no fallen fallen henley is a redneck bartender yes yep these are the gimmicks here okay yeah she's the the former nxt champion proud african-american that's her gimmick right so uh more or less as far as i could tell with lash what's her name lash Legend. legend Yeah. Uh, she essentially does Bianca without the charisma. Okay. Well, um, Booker was all over. And uh, she was a former WNBA player. Really? Yeah. She played for the Seattle Storms. Tiffany Stratton is a Barbie doll in Charlotte's heir apparent. Yeah, she's the only star of the match, to be honest. And then the winner was Blair Davenport. Yeah. Who is pasty? Who and a devil? Who, That's her gimmick. Who's Nikki Cross? Like I, you know, it's a thing. I think I think the Blair Davenport is, uh, you know, few years past the like. If she won it maybe two years ago, that would have been a lot cooler. But now it's like, oh, you won. Why did you win? Or how did you win? Right. It's like she was, she had a name. Well, she had a name because uh, she was dating Will Ospreay mm-hmm. forever. And uh, and she's okay in the ring. She's not great, but she's, yeah, she's okay. Um, the old, the old um, Brie Bella joke applies to her. Apparently, it proves that uh, in-ring wrestling talent is not a sexually transmitted disease. <laughs> Shout out to AJ Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking phenomenal line. God damn it. Uh, 
I also learned watching this match that this wasn't the first time they've had this match. Probably this has happened before. <laughs> this happened, yeah, happened last, last year. year. They, they did it last year. I it forgot it existed. I completely forgot it existed. Um, and, and I'm not even sure I, if I watched it last year. I might have. I don't remember. I think we did. I think we did. I think we talked uh, about that. For certain. <laughs> it's used to me. But uh, I thought it was – I okay, so I'm like with Mike. Now that, mm-hmm. again, if I watched it last year, I forgot. So I, watch, watching it again, I, I kind of like the theory behind the match. I like the – that you there's a premium on pins, so it's going to be high octane, high energy, mm-hmm. uh, and it's actually unlike the rumble, it's to your advantage to that end to be one of the first two. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, you have a real opportunity to stack up points if possible. I like that the loser has to go into the penalty box for 90 seconds because it uh, just kind of shows that you know there's victory for getting a pinfall, but you also suffer for for not getting one for getting pinned. Um, I like the five minute in between. I, I get it. It is a mix between kind of like the Rumble, the King of the Mountain match, TNA, and like mm-hmm. the championship scramble matches they did for a while. Um, it's like a weird, crazy hybrid. And I and I actually don't hate it. Pretty cool. Uh, the only part I didn't like about it was the penalty box, actually. I like the punishment for being pinned or defeated somehow. I just think they should just have them outside, like not worry about a penalty box, just have them outside the ring where you're not eligible to get a fall. I thought about something else. Instead of a penalty box, what if you just get like a negative point? Do you have to dig out of it? Lose a point. Oh, I like That's that a better. lot better. Like I, like, I get the penalty box idea. But then once they kind of made it the over-the-top penalty box of when the Lash Legends crew, the, the like, what, Metaphor, whatever the, they're called, like, tries to block the other two from leaving, and all these dudes jump over the top. Yeah, like, is it jump, really a penalty box if there's not a top on it? And it's, fun, and it's funny, too, <laughs> that it's like, and it's funny, too, like, you can get, you can get put into the penalty box but like they don't fight until the final 30 like 10 seconds of them before they get eliminated i mean before they can get released from the box like now we can start fighting a little hokey looking we'll just sit here peacefully until 10 seconds and we'll start beating each other's ass um yeah so there's a couple things maybe to fix but i don't mind the idea in its own yeah i I really like enjoyed the concept of the match. Uh, I think it would work well on the main roster too. And I think eventually you'll see it there because if we've learned one thing from WWE, especially <laughs> if something works at the grassroots level, they'll they'll fly it out, steal it, and run it into the ground. And they're going to say they're the ones that made it. They created it. They'll have a pay per view where there's five or six of these fucking matches. Like for instance, like if you replaced this. With Elimination Chamber, I'd be so into that. Yeah. Like, you can you can, you can, can change the name. You can make a pay-per-view, like, Iron Survivor. And then what, you know, Corey's joking to be like, you have five matches and three of them are, or, you know, four of them, or five, depending on how you want to do it. You know, every every title match is an Iron Survivor match or something like that. You know, I'm not you know, sure yeah. they're still promoting a pay-per-view in Germany called Iron Survivor, but. Yeah. You never. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that. Um, 
No, I, I, what did you guys think of the men's one that the, yeah. Oh, I have thoughts on this. All right. So you have Trick Williams. He's the one that won. He defeated Nige, uh, Dijak, Josh Briggs, Braun Breaker, and Tyler Bate. Uh, four, three, 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 two. But Trick Williams does the, gets the four pins within 45 seconds. I didn't, I didn't hate that. The way they did it. I didn't either. It made sense the way they, because it wasn't like he goes on a fucking spree and hits nonstop finishers. He got roll-ups. He got lucky pins. He benefited from another person's work. I mean, it, they made sense in how those, each one of those pins came. And, and you know what I noticed too? This is, uh, cause he doesn't get a lot of praise because for the most part, he doesn't deserve it. Um, as far as booking shows, this is where having Shawn Michaels in charge is actually helpful. Because if you notice, those two matches were not booked the same, which was my fear watching them back to back. Oh, you know what? You're you've got. That it was point. just going to be a carbon copy, and it wasn't. And I was pleasantly surprised, which is why I think I liked the men's match a lot because it just it was a different match. I liked it was more high stakes offense. There were more pins. Mm-hmm. Um, more going on. And I, I it's, it, it's like you sure it's like they it's like the pacing too because when Braun Breaker comes in, he gets his he gets his three pinfalls within his first thirty seconds because you know he's the more dominant guy in NXT for the past you know two years. And it's like um, he killed the Spears. Yeah. <sighs> I have, some, I have some thoughts about Braun Breaker. I think yeah, this yeah. is the most ever like watched him like in a single match. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Yeah. Uh, well, he is. He is I mean, slightly better than Ryback. Like I just, I don't see it. I mean, honestly, he is what Wardlow is. It's just a version of Wardlow, and there's nothing there really either. So. I just I don't see anything there that warrants like this crazy fucking hype. The guy just like hey, he's okay, I guess, but yeah. See, I'm with you. I don't see because it's also been two and a half years, and there has been no real improvement. And, 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 and you can tell by the limited offense he's allowed to have. Yep, he came in dead last. Yeah, he killed with a spear. It doesn't help that training-wise and influence-wise, he said Goldberg's a much bigger influence than either one of his family members. Oh, well, you know, there's that. <laughs> that he's actually spent more time in the ring training with Goldberg than either one of them. I mean, it's a hell of a spear. Don't get me wrong. He fucking disembodies people. But outside of that one move, eh, not great. It's yeah. not surprising that match started with the three guys who came in first. The experienced Di- guys who can work. Dijak, Briggs, and uh, Bate. Yeah, they carried the majority of it. And then Trick and Braun come in late, do their high burst of energy. It's the old classic booking. You hide the negatives and accentuate the positives. Uh, Trick is over just a tiny bit. Just, just a bit. Um, but the thing that sucks about him though is he's he's still really green, so he's over as fuck. But they got to be careful how they capitalize on it because it'd be easy yeah. to expose. 
I have one nitpicky thing about the match, and it's production side. And it yeah. it bothered me the whole match. I didn't notice it in the women's match. They may have done it there, but I only know I noticed it in the men's match. So there were five competitors. They had the scoreboard on the screen. And by the way, the overlay on the TV was really good. It was really easy to follow. It was very clear. Like, it was a nice overlay. Yeah. But for all the competitors in their, like, name bar, it was all their last names except for Trick Williams, which was Trick. And that's... Mm. It should be one or another. You can't mix and match. It, it's just a little nitpicky I, thing that I hate. I didn't even notice that. Wow. It drove, drove me nuts. Like, I know it's because his name As is Trick. Person, I get it, but, like, everybody else had their last name. As a person who likes uh, uniformity, I totally get that. If I didn't notice it, that would have bugged me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I did watch most of it. I want um, the card. What do yeah. you think of the opener Dragon Lee defeating Dirty Dom? That's that bullshit. <laughs> I, I, I was spoiled on Twitter. I didn't watch it, but I, I just saw Rhea tweet out, you're still a winner to me. I was like, well, Dom lost. <laughs> so hold on. Uh, what the fuck happened to the original match? Wasn't it? So Wesley? it was. It was Wes, Wesley. Wesley got is legitimately hurt that he has to be out maybe a year. He's gonna have <laughs> back surgery. Yeah, it's back surgery. He's so on then NXT. they just and all that. Yeah. So the storyline was like this was his last shot to win the belt, and he got fucking hurt. Yep. 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 Brutal dog. Jesus, that sucks. Yeah, it could be eight to but twelve for his right? back. Yeah, oh yeah, he would have won because they have they were real high on him. He's really good. So Damn. they had to do something. They brought Dragon Lee back from the main roster to because they're really high on him too. And Ray, Ray's kind of officially endorsed Dragon Lee as his heir apparent, <laughs> which is funny dry. considering he took out the fun. <laughs> I was like, take yeah. yeah, I was like, uh, the air parents there. It's your fucking kid. <laughs> Just go with that. Well, one of them wrestles a hell of a lot better like Ray Mysterio and it's not Dom. I mean, yeah, and I, but I actually like the route they've taken with Dom. Turning him heel and having him wrestle the way I think he's more comfortable for him. Like he was never, ever going to be accepted or treated seriously if he was just trying to be Ray Mysterio. For like sure. When he first started. He needed this, and he needs to stick with it. That way he can make his own name and be Dom Mysterio, but he won't be just a clone of his dad, which, mm-hmm. which is what they were going for to begin with. Because what one of the ideas floating around with WrestleMania is Dom versus Ray, and it's like hair versus mask or some, something it, like it that. You're not going to top that match. Yeah. At least I don't think you could. Mm-hmm. Um. I I get it. They it's that swerve, you know, because Wes got hurt, and you know it's that. You know, isn't Dragon Lee SmackDown? Yeah. So it's like. Um, I mean, both. I mean, Dominic was. Yeah, Dom did yeah. it. Yeah. But. But they um. At least Dom has a future. You know who I I watched the whole card, guys. Yeah. My God, Lexus King sucks. <laughs> uh, 
Which kid Brian, is that? That's Brian, Brian Pillman, Pillman Jr. Right. Yeah, he's, uh, I, don't, I mean, I uh, wasn't a giant fan of him at AEWs. That doesn't shock me. <laughs> so I watched the mat, that match, too. Um, I just, and then I just didn't get to the main event. Um, I watched this match, and I was like, eh, he's he hasn't, you know, he he's getting the cameras, this, that, for, you know, WWE. And he was just the same Pillman match. But one thing I hated is, like, after the match, so Mr. Booble, the storyline is someone attacked Carmelo Hayes, and everyone believes it's Trick Williams. That's the, that is what the storyline is saying. That's re- oh, oh, it's backwards? It's Trick. Because okay. he was wrestling Carmelo, remember? Okay. So, tr- so yeah, and then after the match, King's like, I knew it wasn't you. And it's like, why did we have this match then? <laughs> no, no, you're missing the best part. The commentary. So I read this online and I didn't believe it, but this is the first time I've watched NXT while he's there. The storyline, the whole thing around Lexus King is that everybody, including him, hates his dad. That's his gimmick. Oh, everybody God. hated Brian Pillman. He was a piece of shit scumbag. And <sighs> his kid doesn't want anything to do with the legacy. He get, threw it away. Uh, blah. I mean, Booker T's on, on fucking commentary burying Pillman. What a piece of crap he was. <laughs> fucking um, hell, bro. Like, this well, they're is the also, also, he's on... Uh, you know what they're trying... What he's trying not to have his fan base called, right? Oh, yeah. Get this. So, uh, some of his fans... <laughs> Have started calling themselves registered <laughs> Lex offenders. <laughs> and oh even he, my god! But he had to go on social media. And be like, Guys, you may want to think this one through. Oh my Maybe. god! <laughs> registered Lex offenders. That's almost wow. like when they wanted to uh, name him King Kofi Kingston. Right? I mean, I work to go wrong. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I saw that one. I was like, wow. The whole gimmick is that his deceased dad is a piece of shit nobody likes. But he's now a registered Lex well, offender. First of all, that can't be the storyline like, because Christian is not here to do it. So Right? Although I oh, love I that. One of you I sent that picture. Is it you or Joe? Yeah. I don't know. But the Von Eric turning down was a fucking Christian just sitting there. Jesus, man. I was like, oh, just let him do it. Let him do it. He he might be the first wrestler since 1970 to get fucking stabbed. <laughs> right. <laughs> On the way to the ring, somebody will just shank him. There's a fucking gunshot. Like, in the Von in Texas, you're going to, okay. <laughs> in Dallas, you're going to do that to the Von All right. That sounds good. <laughs> hey, at least one wrestling organization will promote the movie. There you go. Hey, so Joe. I watched um, some lady named Kiana James. Yeah. Beat Roxanne Perez in a steel cage match. Who the fuck is Kiana James? That's a good question. Let me tell you. Um, let me look at her Wikipedia. Let um, me talk to you. She is a uh, NXT wrestler, and she is a former tag thank team you. champion. Well, thank you for that. Bingo. Uh, she came out of WWE headquarters and got into a limo like she was important. Yeah, like and halfway then, through the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this match sucked, by the way. Uh, it didn't help that who, that other person ran in, too. 
Yeah, and then nobody knew her name, including Booker. Can well, it I mean, be? Booker, it is. Booker yeah. doesn't. Yeah, he's the his partner's name either. So. <laughs> uh oh, you should have heard Booker during. Did, oh fuck! During during that opening match, Ray Mysterio was on commentary with Booker and and. Vic Joseph during the oh, Dominic match. I saw him come out. I didn't know why. I thought Ray just like they flew him down there to walk out to the stage and go back in. I was like, that's kind of rude. I don't nah. know. He was, he was on commentary. <laughs> While he's sitting there on commentary with Booker and Vic, Booker's talking about how, in all due respect, Ray, uh, Dominic's further along in his career than you were at that age and has already probably accomplished more than you'll accomplish in your career. <coughs> and, um, Vic's losing, his, Vic's losing his shit. And Booker's like, well, you know, yeah, you were a five-time cruiserweight champion, and that's all fun and well, but look at the big boy here. He's got a heavyweight uh, belt. And Vic's like, Ray's a three-time world heavyweight champion. And there's silence. And he's like, you beat him for the world title. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, guys, we need to go back to Keanu James for just a second. All right. Joe didn't read this little paragraph. I would read to you guys. <clears throat> she has an early career tab on Wikipedia. Okay. On the September 21st, 2021 episode of AEW Dark, she made her in-ring debut under the name Extina K, losing huh. to The Bunny. To who? Leave a bait? The Bunny. Oh, Allie. Oh, the Bunny. Oh, okay. So she's one of the ones where they saw her on Dark, and then they 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 saw like three or four women have like their first matches on Dark, and then brought them into the uh, performance center and signed them. Yep, uh, she is one. Of those. Well, there you go. That's who she huh. is. So there you go. The more you know. Well she, well, she beat Roxanne Perez in a steel cage match that we're having because you've pushed me to the place I don't want to be. Roxanne Perez sucks. Roxanne Perez, the uh, the junior varsity <laughs> member of uh, or version of Edge. Every, God damn. It, every fucking feud, someone's taking her to a place she doesn't want to go. She's not comfortable <laughs> there, but then she always has some sort of hardcore match. <laughs> Me thinks you are comfortable there. Yeah, if it happens <laughs> all the time, I'm pretty sure you're comfortable there. Yeah, I don't think you should lose your mind anymore. So yeah, did uh, uh anybody watch the main event? Because I, you know, I didn't. I, I did. To it. I did. It it was actually a good match. Uh, how do I put this? Underwhelming for an Ilya Dragunov match. Right yep. about where you expect for a Baron Corbin match. <laughs> See, I blame uh, one person that ring. It's not Ilya Dragunov. <laughs> and I'm higher on Baron Corbin than most people. And it was an okay match. It was three and a half stars. There was nothing wrong with it. But uh, you could definitely tell that. Disparate uh, talent levels were at play here. Um, yeah. It's fine. And then at the end of it, he won, and then Trick came out, and the whole the whole uh, building ch- chanted, uh, whoop that trick, whoop that trick. Which and that's how- doesn't make sense to me, because that is what you would yell at somebody to have happen to them. Right? Not just since it's a baby give face. Inspiration? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. And if you thought Baron Corbin and Ilya Dragunov was a disparity in talent, wait until he's in the ring with Trick Williams. 
I like Trick. I actually think he's got an upside. He's got a tremendous look, tremendous body. He's got tons of charisma, but he's green as grass still. And Jesus Christ, that's going to be an interesting match. Yeah, I, that's the one match I missed, and you know, Corbin's in it, so I was like, it. Yeah, I don't think I could excel any other. You know, well, that's Corbin. the final plea for 2023. Uh, it's now in the bag in terms of events and big time shoot. <laughs> we won't have another plea until the 27th of January. When the Royal Rumble invades the Trop, they're in Tampa. Mm, As they go back to the, they go back to the Thunderdome, gentlemen. I hope uh, they set the arena to be like it. <laughs> <laughs> they actually put the fans behind like big monitors of people watching from computers. I can't watch. No, you can't. Kenny Omega's watching the Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I know it happened during this week. I know it's on the thing, but I, I just remembered how uh, that for once WWE is allowing the all their talents and personnel to have the week off for Christmas instead of just uh, working it. <laughs> God damn, you'd think, uh, according to the internet, I mean, Triple H is about to get sainthood. <laughs> yeah, right. Saint Hunter. Well, he's letting the them pay- have a whole week off. Before or during Christmas, the patron god, saint of dick chops. I mean, goddamn, they were fucking sucking his dick all over social media. Vince would never do that. Well, that's true. Well, You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> not sure he needs to get Satan for it. Just you know, being a nice guy. Yeah. Also, like they're not building anything for a month. Like, I think it's fine. Yeah. It's not like it's completely. I mean, the 26th, they're right back on the road, Madison Square Garden, for the annual day after Christmas show. Day one. So they're still having a Raw, though, right? So, like, it's a best of. The best of. Hmm. Of what? (laughs) Of Raw, I guess. (laughs) Which, which in WWE speak, as I've watched enough of their best ofs over the years, this is how it's going to go. They'll show you highlights from the Rumble leading into Mania, and then it'll go forward to the last month of television. Well, they might show, they probably will show the main event or Mania, you know, and that's about, you know, maybe it. But, hmm. Sounds riveting. It is. What's deadline? So, what did you uh, rate those two matches, by the way? Oh, hold on. I just got up. I can go back in. Deadline. I gave the women's match two stars and the men's match three stars. Okay. I might have underdone the men's match a little, though. I really did enjoy that one. The women one, I thought there wasn't enough going on, plus... um, They're all green as shit in that match. Like, Jesus. Blair knew what she was doing. She's a veteran. And then the rest of them, you can tell they weren't quite there yet. Mm-mm. Which I guess but in hey, some ways it's a way to hide them because it's a multi-person match. So it's a way to kind of hide some limitations, but... 
plus this is how you uh you get the reps you know you get better by getting the reps yep so, you know i mean stratton's proof she's improved tremendously over the last year so it works um move it uh by the way uh the u.s championship tournament it's carmelo who's going to be the nxt oh yeah that was the worst which, kept secret <laughs> yeah when you showed him on smackdown two weeks ago i'm like okay there it is there's your mystery opponent as he's taking on a uh, etsy miz grayson waller <laughs> well, that's right that's how it came up because that fucking idiot won this match last year yeah oh i remember you the match now because he got shoey or something <laughs> he spent the last minute running around uh evading everybody because he had oh, okay to by really- the way thank you for that that is one of my things i did not like about the women's match is they did the spot they did last year of the person who was in the lead is now down one and then starts chasing the person who's in the lead with like 30 seconds left. Instead of going after the f- three other people in the match, yeah, they have you to don't chase have to the one or you get a pin. Yeah. That was the one down one thing I did not like. Yeah. That I, I can, I can see that that was, that was pretty stupid. You know what I don't like as well. Um, I like one point that, that Mike made that, the, the two matches were booked differently, and I very much appreciated that. One thing I hated about the Royal Rumble show this past year was that both fucking Rumbles were almost booked exactly the same. Yep. Someone came in at number one, lasted the entire fucking time. In fact, in, fact, in both, um, the only difference is that Rio won and Gunther lost, but they both went an hour plus. The number two person stayed in forever with them. It was like, come on. You've got, how lazy can you get when you book both Rumbles on the same fucking show exactly alike? And like, and that kind of hurt Gunther, to be honest. Is he was fucking gassed by the end of that match. Like, it yeah. hurt him a little bit. Yeah. But it made it more, but it made it, I, I kind of appreciated it. Because it actually it actually looked like goddamn going an hour is fucking rough with thirty guys. I don't mm-hmm. like Rhea was almost too energetic for being in there for an hour. Well, she's like, a ghost, you so. Yeah, you shouldn't be that fucking fresh. You should be like huffing and puffing and like I just watched uh the finals of the World Tag League for New Japan today. Um Let me guess the, the team from No didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, and one of the main storylines is that one of the teams that made the finals, uh, one of the guys was really beat up. Uh, he had a, a tough tournament. His shoulder was was banged up. He had taken a lot of punishment. He was just exhausted, right? So the match is based around and built around him just taking more and more punishment. They isolated him. He couldn't get to his partner, who was a big bulking dude who could come in and kick some ass. And eventually, it just got to be too much. And they were able to break him down to the point where his punches and chops were ineffective and they knew they had him. They finally hit him with enough finisher and they just pinned him. And that was the story. It's like, look, he was just fucking too beat down at this point. One match too many. Couldn't couldn't go anymore. Body was on E. And that's the story it should be. Like Gunther should have been fucking huffing and puffing and Cody should have been dancing around him because he came in at goddamn 30. Um it's not hard. Just tell the story right the right way. 
So that guy that was beat up in the tag league, yeah. Corey. Yeah. Now was he wrapped up the way DDP was, or wrapped up like the Rock after being murdered in an ambulance? Uh, more DDP. He got he had that uh, Canisio tape all over his shoulder. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It the Rock's a, a special kind of human to take a to take a, a fucking murder attempt in a in a, a semi truck uh, crashing into your ambulance and then come back two days later with a goddamn band aid on the side of your stomach like, <laughs> like somehow got like a you got a fucking shot at the doctor and he put a bandaid on you. <laughs> oh, you, we also forget. Not only did he, he came power walking down like usual, but then when he lifted his arm up on the ring post, like he does for his entrance, yep. he kind of winced a little to make you think <laughs> that the rib may hurt a little. Like somebody hit him in the eye with a laser is what happened. Yeah. It was, was <laughs> dude, well, that, that well, build up, that build up to the first Hogan Rock match was perfect for that one promo. Yep. Until they got to the inside. But then it just well, started off. They only show the promo now. Yeah. <laughs> if they had just stopped at the promo, it's an all time build and you don't even need to do anything else. <laughs> and also, yeah. like, you didn't need to do anything else. Like, literally, the promo was we're the two greatest of all time. Let's see who's better. That was the whole build. That's all you needed. The crowd fucking erupted. You didn't need to do anything else. But they're like, now nah, this is the attitude era, bitch. We got this. I still get goosebumps <laughs> when I watch that promo, and I know how it ends. I still get goosebumps watching it. You, Hogan still hits him in the back of the head with the hammer. That's fine. You take Rock out. You don't see Rock for two weeks. You have Hogan boast about taking him out. And then that final week... They come back. They have the two-on-three match on Raw, which I still can't believe they put on free TV. I, you know, just... I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, but if it's it's Rock and Austin versus NWO, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How the fuck is that on free TV a week before Mania? <laughs> With the exception of Mr. McMahon, I will give you that. These are the five guys who made the Attitude Era thing fucking happen. Yeah, and you've just put them on free TV for the first time ever, all together. Yeah, let's just put it on TV. <laughs> like, dog, you're gonna buy WrestleMania. You're good. <laughs> you don't even have to worry about winning a ratings war. They've already won it, and they're just throwing this out there on fucking Raw. Here you go, fucking somebody. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I, was more exactly. I was more <laughs> that match than the Mania matches. And I wanted to see Rock and Hogan, but I was like, God damn, those five together? That should have been a mania match. <laughs> God damn. So now, but now it brings us to the other AEW's tournament. Ah, yes. 1G. Yeah, the 1G. <laughs> they got continuation uh, going on. Uh, is... Real quick, before you break, you break down what's happened so far, is there any chance Brian Danison makes it to the fucking end of this tournament healthy and enough to wrestle? Because Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, to be determined. <laughs> so I know, like, it's for him to win, but fuck, man. <laughs> Don't let that get in the way of, you know. We'll see. That's all we, we'll see. <laughs> He wrestled two matches this week to make up for the fact he missed week one. 
On Rampage, he had a really good match with Daniel Garcia, but won. Um, and then on on Collision, he lost to Andrade El Idolo. And with the opening match, what was it? Um, Kingston beat Claudio. So it's Mox. It's in the blue I have the, league, I have the standings right here. All right, Moxley and Swerve have nine each. Um, Roosh has three. Jay White has six. And Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal both have zero. Yep. (laughs) We have um, Danielson with six. Brody King with six. Andrade with six. Joe got kidnapped. (laughs) Joe's calling in on the old fucking 1-800-COLLECT hotline telling us what's happening in uh, Missoula, <laughs> where, we'll be, uh, where we'll be next week for Nitro. <laughs> How about now? That's there better. we go. Am I still? There we go. My my uh, microphone got like slightly disconnected. You went so Lee Marshall. Sent me to my airport. All right, where was I? Danielson. Yes. Okay, Danielson, Brody King, and Andrade both have all have six. Claudio and Eddie have three, and then Gar- Daniel Garcia has zero. And then on the upcoming... Uh, this week, it's, it's the two guys with nine squaring off on Dynamite. It's Moxley and Swerve. Roosh and Lethal and White and Briscoe. Brisco. Yep. And I don't know if they have a blue... They, don't, they haven't said it. Yeah. They haven't said it yet, yeah. So, Corey, I have a question about this. Yeah. So, obviously, you've seen uh, 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 one or two G1s in your time. You're familiar oh, yeah. with the concept. So, this is fine for you. Like, if you don't watch Japanese wrestling at all, are you able to follow this? Because it's hard to follow. It's just like a a cat, like a normal American wrestling fan. Well, on on social media, it sure as fuck has been. Uh, people are acting <laughs> like this is like advanced fucking trigonometry it's just a round robin tournament uh, and i think as all sports people yeah we're all familiar with the idea of a, of a round robin tournament you uh yeah, you take on a study like if they just huh? didn't do the point if just round robin they just didn't do the points thing would that be easier for people how do you know who's winning the fucking tournament though If you don't do, you just do show points. Like if you have, you know, four matches, like you go four and oh, like wouldn't that, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I'm, I'm genuinely asking, I don't know. I Possibly, like I'm trying to think like, so would it be easier if they had records instead of points, basically? Uh, Maybe, but I, but again, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because I mean like the Japanese fan base is different. So like yeah. how they can well, do stuff. A little bit different, but I will say that the the North American wrestling fan, at least on social media, has been having a hell of a time with this thing. <laughs> uh, to me, Japanese wrestling or not, it's pretty easy to, to follow because it's just a round robin tournament. There's six guys, which means you'll wrestle all other five guys in your league. And yeah, you have five. Yeah. Yeah. So you're gonna have five matches. It's not that uh, people were having an easier time wrapping their heads around the Iron Survivor match for NXT than they were a round-robin <laughs> tournament. And I was like, it's not that hard, guys. It's, 
guys were on social media. How am I ever supposed to follow this? I don't understand. Why is he wrestling? Why is he wrestling this guy this week? Like, uh, he's next. Yeah, I don't know how to answer it, but it, he's next. I don't. Yes. Uh, then he's like, yeah, I was one dude, curious. I was just like, yeah, keep seeing the same six guys on TV every week. Well, you have to throw the six guys in the tournament. That's uh, if so facto, I'm your boss. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 there. I think people are just making it more complicated than it is. But like me and like me, any math homework ever? It probably was a lot easier than I made it to be. Oh, you and me both, man. <laughs> um, like my, my son's in algebra now, and I'm like, yeah, and, uh, what? That's a, yeah, YouTube that, please. That'd be great. <laughs> um, Corey, did you watch uh, Copeland versus uh, Cage? I did. I did. I enjoyed it very much. I thought they told a really good story. It was. It makes sense. It's the the story they should have told in the first match, where Copeland was out for revenge. He was kicking ass. Christian trying to evade that run, uh, play defense, uh, use any sliver of opportunity given to try to take over and get a cheap win. Um, and people online were making a big deal about why Nick Wayne's mom would turn and and hit Copeland. And I couldn't for the life of me understand what they were talking about. I'm like, well, it's easy. One guy just got in the head of her son. The other guy tried to kill him with a concerto. That 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 moment was the most flashing red lights of, oh, she's turning I, on it. No matter right. like and and she but, gives it away, but it's flashing red lights on why. But she was supposed to give it away. Like she didn't mess up. She okay. it they followed the story perfectly. She was in the ring. She hates both. Don't don't get me wrong. But and one attacked the sun. Yeah. Like, why should I like I don't I hate this fucker, but this guy actually tried to kill him. So yeah, I'm gonna fucking yeah. hit him and then you know, whatever. The enemy of the enemy is my friend, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I thought she played it perfectly. It was exactly like it should have been. Yeah, and well, uh, Christian sleeks through with the win, and they'll have a rematch later on with more bells and whistles, and Copeland will get his just in. And also, Christian's uh, putting that dick down, which Edge isn't doing, so, you know. That's that's also it. Um, here's, here's where they have a problem. And because in wrestling booking period, Copeland gets the win and, and, the, and the wins the feud and that people go home happy, as he should, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But Christian's on the front of a fucking life right now. Mm-hmm. And you almost don't want to stop it. Uh, but, if, but if you follow that, a- <laughs> you're, going, you're going to cut Copeland's balls off. So what do you do? Um, you can't have Christian do all this stuff to him and then win the feud. As the babyface, you can't do that to him. That's a that's a that's a rock and hard place scenario, aren't we? Um, I, I mean, I'm an agent of chaos, so I would have Christian win. 
absolutely. But, you know, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> well, they need they need to quit being agents of chaos and they need to do the right thing for booking. Uh, I think that's one thing they should try to do for 2024. Keep it simple. <clears throat> Unless... I mean, the only way to spin it is if Christian wins and it fucks Edge up so much that he goes, like, uber heel. Which, honestly, isn't the worst idea. He's a better heel than face. Although For he's sure. both he's the better face. But, uh, but yeah, and in a perfect world, like, they somehow end up together. Like, heels. for instance, like, like, we had Edge and Christian as a heel tag team, right? But as a comedy heel tag team. Like, what if we had yeah. just... Asshole heel tag team Edge and Christian. I mean, that's what the end game could be because you know that's if right. with, that's not bad because what because of the they started the you know this feud with hey we should be together you know you know these two guys are going to turn on you you know so that's what the only probably what end game would probably the be only problem with that is that I get the feeling you're about to see another heel turn. And I was just, they're short to be faces. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have goes no over thought the, how the devil storyline is gonna play out. Is it obvious number one who I sent the photo of? Of. Well, I I think it's MJF. Oh, they're just gonna have him ret- go back. Yeah, I think it's MJF and the and I think the. What were they called? The Pinnacle are going to be with them. The, that's what it is. Or the the what are they called themselves for that like cup of coffee? The firm. Um, the firm, yeah. No, the Pinnacle. Wardlow, Sean Spears, FTR. Yeah, 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 yeah. The or said it could. Yeah, but the firm was there to help if need be. So that's why I was just saying. Oh, they... Fucking the guns. Well, they're in Bullet Clubs. So you can't do that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, no. So we're getting the pinnacle back together. That's my thought. That's I, that's just my guess. Or uh, it's Alexander Hammerstone. You know what? Maybe, Maybe Richard Holiday. Yeah. Maybe it's this King. Was it the and Holiday just showed up on MOW? So again, maybe, maybe. It's oh, fucking it, hardcore Holly. Who knows? Yo, I got an idea. Yeah. Well, they didn't though. They didn't reveal the mask um, because Wardlow wasn't on the show. So they, uh, <laughs> they, you know, and they're doing the whole. They're going to beat up MJF every week backstage till the his match with uh, Joe since he's really hurt, so can't have him out. There's no safe place to be at AW. Park a lot of locker room. Get the fuck out of there. You're not safe. Same, with, N- same with NXT. <laughs> Parking lot. Don't go there. The hell are you doing? Get out of there. Well, uh, guys, <clears throat> I don't know if you know this, but on uh, this upcoming week, it's ROH's final battle. Yes. Oh, I've, I'm full aware. I've been watching with weekly Ring of Honor television, sir. Well, do you want to know the card? Yeah. yeah, I know most of it, but go ahead. What are, well, uh, we got it. Huh? Mark out or no sell. Yeah. 
I'm going to guess it's a no self you guys for everything. A survival of the fittest finals for the vacant ROH World Television Championship. Dalton Castle versus Commander versus Kyle Fletcher versus Lee Johnson versus Lee Moriarty versus Lee to be determined. Yeah, the last spot's still open. Uh, I like some of the fittest matches. Joe Joe got rid of it because he says he wants the AEW world title. That's fair. Hmm. I think I wish they would have done a full on survival of the fittest. I like so for you, because uh, you guys have never seen it. Survival of the fittest was something Ring of Honor did every year, and it was a one night kind of thing where you would have uh, six one on one matches to start the show. The winners of those six matches went on to the main event to wrestle in a six way elimination match. Oh, that's cool. Winner- with the winner getting a world title match. And by the end of the night, you've gone through so many matches. You went through a, being a singles match and then a long-ass elimination match. That's why it was called Survival of the Fittest. I like that. And, I like yeah, that. It, it was one of my favorite shows of the year. Um, now it's just uh, they had the elimination. They had the qualifying matches on the TV show. And then this will be the finals. And I'm not oh, even okay. sure if this is an issue. It might, as well, it might be just a one fall now. On pay-per-view, but yeah, they're not. It doesn't say um, what, but we'll find Who out. Who do you Friday. think the uh, open spot's gonna be? That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe no, it won't be him because he's in another match. Um, I'll say Fletcher's winning it no matter what. I was gonna That's... say I, my money's on Fletcher. Yeah, now that he's too. part of the Uncle's family. Yeah, he's gonna get a push. It'll probably be Fletcher, which is fine. He's he's a good wrestler. Um, it should be a, a good match. There's some talent in there. Um, Dalton Castle's in there more likely just for the name. Uh, honor name presence. Because while he's not completely washed with that broken back, he can't go with the rest of those guys the way they could. Um, it'll be fun, though. My money's on Fletcher, regardless of who the mystery guy is. Uh, we have a singles match for Keith Lee versus Shane Taylor. Ooh, finally getting the one-on-one match that these two have needed for like six years now. Um, there was real, I mean, there was real life heat over the Keith Lee bouncing and going to evolve out of nowhere instead of staying in Ring of Honor. They were being lined up for a title match. They were getting overs, the babyface killers. And then he just bolts in the middle of the night. Oops, see ya. Uh, no pull notice. The Tennessee no... Titans, you know, the, the Ravens, like, we're deuces, we're out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's been a lot of heat by the time we get the one-on-one match. Should be good. Keith Lee will win because they always uh, – Shane Taylor, I think, deserves it more, but they'll give it to Keith Lee. Well, he is limitless. Yes. You can bask in his glory. Um, I'm intrigued by this match because of the watching the feud and all the history what they have and what you were just saying. So they, you know, see what happens. Yeah. Uh, in an I Quit match, Ethan Page versus Tony Nice. I know this has been going on the yeah. Uh, this is one of the matches that to you guys I'm sure sounds like who gives a shit. 
but for the week, uh, I've been watching the weekly TV. It's actually been built up pretty good, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Ethan Page requested to go over to Ring of Honor and work it and try to help them out. Use uh, you know, he may not be a super duper star, but he does have a name, and he's trying to help them get uh, over the hump there. So yeah, uh, they've built it up nicely, and for those who are invested, it'll be a good match. For the uh, ROH Women's World Championship, Athena is taking on Billy Starks. Now, this is the main event. It's going on last. Oh, is it? Okay. Video? It's, yeah, the videos, I mean, it's long, but it, it's, um, I've watched most of the lead up. It's, it's been really well done. It's probably the best booked women's storyline of the year for any company. Um, it was done really well. Um, Again, wrestling one on one says Billy Starks wins this, so but the storyline's been done. But I don't think she will. At eighteen, is she too young to get the, the mantle handed to her? And plus you also have to think Athena's been there for over a year now on Ring of Honor helping them out. It's about time they put her back on the main roster. Get some other woman to carry the load in Ring of Honor. Can't just keep her there forever. Britt Baker. I'm sure that's not what she signed up for. Working dark matches at an ROH taping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd be okay going to Billy Starks. It's Ring of Honor, so what do you have to lose? Like I said, not yeah. a lot of people watching it. Uh, and then, plus, it would make easy fodder to bring in the next woman. You're going to have carry the division for the year. They can beat Billy Starks because she's young, baby face. You know, you can have them beat her, and then she can work back. It, it makes sense. So, yeah, I think she wins. And they did announce that's that's going on last. That's the main event. Mm, okay. So that, and then, that feels like a H for sure, then. Yeah. And then uh, the Jay Briscoe Memorial fight without honor. FTR and Mark Briscoe taking on Blackpool Combat Club, Danielson, Moxley, and Claudio. Now, what should probably be the main event right there? <laughs> so that match. That's right. Uh, that's why I said it last because I thought it was. Nah, in all fairness, they they they're rewarding the women for having the best you know feud going yeah. on last. Um, this will be awesome. They'll go all balls out to have a good match. Um, I'm surprised it's no, but then you know what? I bet you they add a pure title match because Willer Yuta is the pure champ. And he's not in I think yet. it's him and Hook, but I don't know what day, what, if it's on yeah, Dynamite, or it, I don't know which one's on. Yeah, they didn't announce if that was for this or not. If I mean, it might as well be. Put it on here. And then the six, uh, the Gates of Agony are coming back from Japan now that that tour is over, so you can always do a six-man tag or title of some sort. Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony against just, you know, pick three guys. Pick three Lucha guys or whatever the fuck. And that rounds out the card nicely. It's not a fucking great card, but it's an okay card for what they're doing. Is this live? Yeah, I think it's on the ROH app. Live exclusively on Honor Club, yeah. Where's the show at? Uh, Uh, I can do that right here. Uh, Garland, Texas at the Curtis Colwell Center. That's the bad part because they're you know they do TV tapings down in Texas every time this year, so final battles now become like a Texas thing even though the Northeast should have it. 
but yeah. Hmm. All right. I'll watch it the next day. I'm sure it'll be good. Not great, but good. Is that Friday or Saturday? Friday. It's a Friday. Fifteenth. So. And oh, never mind. I was just say I think that's the last paper of the year, but World's End is on December thirtieth. I keep forgetting about that. From Long Island. That's it. Uh, you know what? You just you just uh, figured it out for me. The devil's gonna be Matt Cardona. Woo woo woo. We, we can only There's help. a reveal once. <laughs> you know it. Be like a, that would be like if the third man was Mabel. <laughs> It's like the second time in three weeks Mabel has come up. So, Sherwood has failed. Sherwood, you just uh, butt fuck people. <laughs> yeah. That, was, was, a that was a funny taunt. That was a funny taunt in the games. It was quite worse <laughs> watching it on TV in the actual show. Yeah, too. <laughs> he would splash and turn them around and just fucking enter them. <laughs> Poor Lillian. Remember that paper paper where she proposed to him, but then the Godfather came out with his hose and he's like, There's Hold up, player. And he walks off with the hose and leaves Lillian all crying in the ring. I don't know. What was what was worth Mabel uh entering people every match or Heidenreich um entering uh, Michael Cole? Poor Michael Cole. <laughs> nothing nothing will be as disturbing as that fucking backstage Heidenreich Michael Cole thing. It's, he's like pressed up against him, and Michael Cole's like crying and quivering into the wall as he's hot breathing a fucking poem into his ear while grinding <laughs> on. And Jesus Christ! Well, that leads up to our uh, homework we had as so you know. known as the final interview for Vince's secretary. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Vince. As this brings into our homework, we had our Mount Rushmore of comedic wrestlers. Who wants to go well, there's first? An, there's an obvious number one. I'll, how about we each go one at a time? Okay. I like it. There's an obvious number one, and that's Santino. Yep. He's on my list. Yep. That's my number one, too. It's the first one that I thought of. I know he is, um, what's the word for? Problematic as fuck. Uh... But fuck, you made me laugh. Some John Cena. John Cena. I mean, John for the second week in a row, I'm going to bring up Kozlov, that fucking T segment. Why don't they like you? Is it because you're Dude, ginger? That's so good. <laughs> when he when he's taking on the uh, Tonking Hawkman's in a intercontinental church, you know. Honkometer. Uh, the honkometer. When he when he fr- intercontinental champion of all the times. When he freestyles trying to get his uh intercontinental championship back from William Regal. Wicky wicky yeah. wicky wicky. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, he was yeah. he was funny. Uh, now we get this here. Well, who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go. And, you know, the second, I, Santino was number, like, one, like, instant right away for me. And number two is, you know, got, it's our truth Yeah. our truth has been certainly used as a funny jobber in WWE. 
There is no uh, doubt about that. He is on mine. The... It's funny how you see different guys. Because here he's a, a funny jobber, which he's great at. He's, he's fucking tremendous. He's funny as hell. But mm-hmm. NWA TNA saw him as like a black militant world champion. Yep. yep. Yeah. Funny how different places could see something so different in the same guy. Right. Team Pac-Man. Team yeah, Pac-Man. Yeah. Oh, I, I trust me. I watched all of that this past year. You had a. Uh... Oh, man. What's your what's your like go to our truth comedic moment? Uh, for me, it's nowadays it's him breaking Brock during that promo. <laughs> when he's going to throw fat Heyman over the top rope. Yeah. I mean, um, so, I mean when, when Brock is breaking, uh, breaking character on live TV. Uh, that's uh, one, one for me is when he go comes out during, I think money in the bank promo and how he's going to win it all. And Kane's like, you're not even in the match. My I'm bad. Not, my bad. Oh, I, I think it was a rumble where he came in and put the ladder yep. up like he was crossing money in the bank. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when he was a heel for like a month and he was smoking in an indoor arena in London? <laughs> and that became little Jimmy. Oh, that damn near killed the company. Yeah, I remember it well. <laughs> <laughs> he just and, lit a fucking cigarette, a live television. <laughs> The main event of that pay-per-view had such a low buy rate that they thought they were back in 1995. <laughs> then, uh, well, nowadays they just jumped him tonight, but the nowadays it's him telling that he's part of the Judgment Day and how he kept showing up and telling like how JD is, like, shouldn't be part of the group and how he needs to get kicked out and how uh, you know we got the they got to get a lock on their clubhouse because of. Uh, but then they just jumped yeah. him tonight, so the fun's over. No good. Uh, I got an e- Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it's Booble. Go ahead, Corey. You're good. Oh, I was going to say, I got an easy number three that I think Joe would be fine with. And that's mm-hmm. the incomparable Toru Yano. That he's on my list, baby. He was not on my list. We finally have some differential here. Oh, I, I knew Yano Yon got written down third. And I was like, I know something. At least Corey would have him on. I, I thought I thought you would have had him on. Google. He's tremendous. World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. He should, he should be should the one be. who beats Roman. Should, should be. He should. My God, can you uh, imagine the reaction in the Lussell home if, if Troy Yano's music <laughs> hit in the world? Uh, I, would, I, I would. I would. So... I would do this. So, Corey, we were watching um, you, last you time. The it was what you would do. The last time we were together, we were watching uh, with Devin. We were watching, I think it was the Duck game. And Yeah, and then it, uh, AEW. And, was it AEW? Yeah, yeah. It was Duck game and the pay-per-view. Yeah. And uh, uh, Devin was like, if this guy runs down, it runs this to the house straight down the middle. I'm going to strip naked and run around this house right now. Literally the next play, the guy runs it and gets stopped on like the 15. Oh, and 
we were like, we all, he's, he, he's like, Devin's like, yo, oh God, no, no, no. Like, just because he's like, we were going to call him on his, you know, bluff. So if Yanu oh. showed up in the rumble and wins and he dethrones Roman, I will strip naked and run around the neighborhood. You will acknowledge your tribal chief, Toru Yano. Exactly. And then awesome. I will, uh, you know, be, you know, get arrested and might have to move out of my, the new ho- the housing area. Please, please tell me the background on your laptop is still Moxley's looking in disbelief. Yano oh, it, it is. It's never changing. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> so for mine, uh, this was actually the second person I wrote down. Our truth is my last one. Uh, right. This is the second person I wrote down. I know you guys are on fucking board for this. The cat. Yep. Yeah. Bump, 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 bump. Somebody call him He was fantastic in those backstage sketches oh. as the commissioner. When people would come into his office just pissing him off and ignoring him. <laughs> and like the filthy animals would show up and be like, God damn. I I that he was that, one of he, he he grew on us, man. Oh. He was awesome. Yeah, he did. I, he grew on. I had the cat at my four. Hell yeah. As well. Oh, and, 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 and like the, the sketch when they're trying to get disco fired and he's like, get out of here. It's like the whole line down the hallway waiting to get he's in like, line hey, to fire disco. Clad contract. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, cat grew good. on me pretty hard. Shooky dooky. Quack, quack. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, that's that was my fourth. Uh, I only had one other uh, consideration, and um, and he came close, but he didn't make one of those. And that's uh, Eric Young, TNA. As a crazy nutbag, he was absolutely fantastic. What keeps him out of the top four is that also he's he plays such a sadistic evil nutbag as like sanity mm-hmm. or you know, with all that shit that. I didn't, but the comedy, he was fantastic. The fucking wedding with him and ODB in their fucking underwear inside a steel cage, getting married. <laughs> um, he's got nothing on but his briefs and a fucking bow tie. Um, her, I, it was, it has to be seen to be believed. He, he's hilarious when he wants to be. Uh, paranoid Eric Young, which, I'll, which could go into the TNA 2007, I'm going to break down. Paranoid mm-hmm. Eric Young is, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, he he was my uh, alter, alternate. Jobin. Oh, that was my four. We not we said all four, but I can tell you my. Uh, well, how about you finish oh. and then I. So then I got one more. Uh, yeah. I this is where I struggled. I, I had a hard time. I had another. I had one that came to mind, but he was too good of a wrestler, so I couldn't include him in the list. This person is not. They are purely a joke, and it is Disco Inferno. Yeah, okay, can't go wrong there. He is a joke in in many ways. Um, <laughs> to this day, I still want to get that one Cody tweet tattooed on my arm. It, uh, I mean, it's phenomenal. Uh, I <laughs> I just think of Disco like plagiarizing Conan's lines on Nitro. <laughs> Oil of Olay. <laughs> Let me speak on this. 
Oil of Olay all day, every day. Uh, good stuff. So, Joe, like who was your vision? Oh, hold on, the only, the only good part of the Filthy Animals in 2000 when he was in it was the other three, like, openly mocking him, even though he's in their group. Behind him, yeah. I <laughs> like, saw a photo. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw a photo. It's like, you know, WCW, the restaurant, and it's like, it's Sting, Nash, uh, like Luger, and then Disco. Like that's, how, like, they, like, that's how they put it, too. It's like, and then there's Disco. And then there's Mod. God damn. So, you know, it's like the, you know, you have Orange Cassidy, you could say. Um, uh, but, like, I'm. Cole Cabana would have been another one. Yeah. But, you know, so here's the thing. Like, I'm with kind of Corey on, like, how, like, I I wrote this guy's name down because when he's funny he's funny but he's also you know a heavyweight champion a real a good wrestler but when kevin nash is funny oh he's like stand-up funny yeah and that was like one of those things of like you know can you can you not you know so I, that's why i kept him off but i just put him like i just wrote him down because i'm like think of the stuff you know my spots skit you know the stuff he did in and uh, uh, TNA, the, the X Division, X Division, oh, you know, the TNA X Division stuff is some of the funniest crap you've ever seen. When he like, and he's pretty bulked up, right? But when he looks at Sanjay, he accuses him of being on the juice. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, that kind of goes with Kurt Angle. You know what I mean? Like when they're funny, they're funny. But like for me, Nash is just like a whole oh, yeah, new like, level Nash- when. Like Nash and Angle are hilarious, but they're too big of a star to be put it in this. So is it my pick for the Mount Rushmore gimmick? Oh, hold on, hold You're on. Correct. Uh, oh. I have one more honorable mention that I want okay. to bring up. All this right. dude was comedy gold, but was way too good in the ring for me to consider him seriously. That would be Shane Helms. Oh yeah, no, he was fantastic. The Hurricane. What's yeah, I mean the Hurricane. Great, but he is so good in the ring that I can't do it. Uh, he's he's too good, but he's he's super fucking funny. Another guy who it's funny too, because yeah, the hurricane made him, but it also stopped him from ever getting further up. Yeah, because he was so talented, but you can't come back from that comic gimmick. And be and I mean, the Hamburglar. To his credit, yeah. he. Still runs with it. I mean, he owned it and yeah, you know, has made a sh- decent, decent money with it. But that shit with him and The Rock was fantastic. I mean, that spot in the Rumble with him and Austin and Triple H, where he tries to choke slam. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> like, there was one yeah. like it was a SmackDown where like. Spike Dudley needed to find a giant teammate to team against the Dudleys or they were going to kill him. And he's trying to pick between Kane and the Big Show and the Hurricane standing there all pissed that he's not considering him. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Too- that, made think- that made me think of one. Uh, Crash Holly. He was fantastic, too. He was hilarious. Oh, ball, The ball pit, you know, slide. I just, he's super heavyweight. He's allegedly super over heavyweight. Allegedly. <laughs> oh, 
But then I just had visions of him meeting Shaft in a New York uh, restaurant. Well, you know, there's that. There is, oh. there is that. That was maybe the worst segment in the history of uh, television. It was bad. And I can't Vic in that. Wow. <laughs> that's rarefied air right there. So, yes, Corey, you have the next uh, pick in our Rushmore series, I believe. I have a fantastic one I think you're going to love. One, it's, it's possibly subjective. It depends on what you think. So, I want the Mount Rushmore of second-tier factions. It would be Ooh. too easy to do the Horsemen and the NWO and the DX. No, 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 no. Mount Rushmore of the second-tier factions. I already have two. I already wrote them down. There you go. There you go. thought um, that'd be a fun Okay. That would so be now, what one. if I do consider NWO second tier? I mean, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> definitely certain versions could be pretty second tier. But, uh, nah, let's leave those easy ones out. I like it. I like it. It's like a you know NWO two thousand. That could be second tier. But hey, yeah, again, I found that I found that shirt, Corey. And yeah, you should have bought it. Should have bought it. It's fifty bucks. I don't know what to do with it. They also they had a shot like a. You wear it, son. It's a shirt. I can't. It's, it's, uh, and then there's like a sting. They had like a '98 sting one, but it had like a hole in the middle, like forehead. Like he get he, he he got shot. Sting <laughs> got shot on your shirt. Damn, that's rough, dude. Yeah. And then they had a rock one for like one seventy five. Jesus right. Yeah, not autographed. It's just like a like a, a like nineteen ninety nine rock shirt that was from like. I was like, is there, a uh, there is a like a antique place above uh, off Willamette Street. Um, huh. that has. Wait. Did the rock huh? wear this? Like no, it's just like it's just a regular like a your some simple like rock pose t-shirt like a generic you know image on his you know flexing and raising the eyebrow they, they may be over, they may be overvaluing that i think so <laughs> but yeah but then the uh, nwo 2000 in the back it says the band's back together for 50 bucks I used to have the shirt. yeah yep i had it, it. But, the band is together oh so Again, you you guys don't want to miss out on Power Pro Wrestling. Get your tickets now. You don't want to miss out. PowerProWrestling.com or NoSellEntertainment.com. We're not done yet. We're not? Oh, yeah. You got to do your... Well, I'm just pumping that in now. And then uh, you're... Uh, what else? So we I, I went back and I watched the entire 12 pay-per-views of TNA 2007 in order. And it was an eye-opening experience, gentlemen. Uh, I think the biggest takeaway is you could definitely tell who's booking. It's uh, it's definitely Vince Russo. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Especially in the opening of the of the fucking year. Um, but you one thing I was like, damn, they have such a loaded fucking roster in 2007. Um, and let me pull this up real quick. I just want to tell you the names from like the first paper. 
let's get TNA 2007. Let's pull this up. Uh, the opening match is Rhino and AJ Styles. Then you That's have a weird Chris, match. Chris Saban, Christopher Daniels, Jerry Lynn, Alex Shelley, Cowboy James Storm, LAX, the Dudleys, Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, Christian Cage, Abyss, Sting. Those are all names on that pay-per-view. That's a lot of fucking talent. Damn. Um, unfortunately, uh, the very first pay-per-view, they got a negative one for embarrassing content. As uh, <laughs> uh, Billy Gunn spent the first half of the year telling Christy Hemi that women were only good for being in the kitchen and sucking his dick. Um, and not necessarily in that. And they had a, and one of the judges for the, uh, Alex Shelley, Austin Aries match was a big fat naked oily guy. Their play on Johnson from DX. So who was it? Just some random big fat oily guy with a mustache in a thong (laughs) who sat there next to Mr. Backland. As there were two judges at this fucking match. <laughs> and at one point, I shit you not, Mr. Backlund turns to Big Fat Naked Oily Guy to <laughs> discuss their notes on the match. As Big Fat Naked Oily Guy is shoveling chips into his mouth from a bag. Um, oh my god, dude. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. So you can definitely tell Russo's in charge here. Hey, you know um, Big Nick is like a boring Christian fuck what now? Oh yeah, he's totally like denounced all this shit. Yeah. Uh the rise of black machismo Jay Lethal. Throughout right. the year has been fun, fun to watch. Um also fun to watch was uh and I'm being joking here, was uh the Dudley boys in any match, they were so fucking cooked in 2007. They were god awful. Um, I have a stat for you. The first four pay-per-views of the year. At one point during the pay-per-view, there was a very loud, audible fire Russo chant on each one of those pay-per-views. Nailed it. How's that Did for ridiculous? It was ridiculous. Um, my favorite random match was from Slammiversary that year in Nashville as James Storm and Ron Killings, that's true, that's our truth, out of nowhere teamed together to lose to Jerry Lynn and Frank Wycheck. What the fuck? Yeah. De- de- recently departed Frank Wycheck just out of nowhere wrestling on a TNA show. Um, <laughs> no build. Hardly any build. In the very next match, you had Mr. Backland defeat Alex Shelley. Because why not? How how was Frank Wycheck in the old ring? Uh, well, thank God Jerry Lynn was there. Uh, There's that. So yeah. he's, he wasn't Kevin Green? <laughs> he was your typical football guy. Yeah, he was not Kevin Green. And a match that was, oh God, how terrible is this? Uh, the Team 3D, the Dudleys, took on Rick Steiner and Road Warrior Animal. Jesus Christ. Uh, throughout the year, they continued to focal point on Christian Cage and Kurt Angle as the two biggest stars uh, that they had. They were consistently in your main events, along with your Stings and your Samojos. 
<clears throat> by August, um, Sting and Abyss had formed a union, even though they tried to kill each other earlier in the year, and teamed up with, for some reason, Test, who came in for one show, uh, before he uh, decided to spout how much he loves steroids in an interview, and they had to let him go. Also, uh, August would be the month that they put all three titles on Kurt Angle. The World, the X Division, and the Tag Teams. Who was the tag partner? Samoa Joe. But uh, they couldn't coexist, so the very next month they wrestled each other for the right to have all the belts, and Kurt Angle still won. But in September, guys, he picked Sting to be his partner, and they lost to Team Pac-Man. There it is. <laughs> when Kurt Angle turned on Sting, uh, Pac-Man never wrestled. It was our truth doing all the work. Yeah, he was not allowed to wrestle. Yep, so that is correct. I remember that happening around the time, and like the plan was for him to wrestle. And right, right before, yeah. Supposed to, the NFL was like, fuck no, he's not wrestling. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. So Jeff Jarrett was like, well, uh, fuck me, man. I just built this whole goddamn thing around him wrestling, but cool. This is the first year they ventured outside of Orlando for more than just Bound for Glories. They had multiple, uh, they also had two other pay-per-views outside of uh, Universal Studios that year, including Bound for Glory at the Arena at Gwinnett Center in Atlanta, Ooh. Georgia. Georgia. That saw Sting win the world title from Kurt Angle. This would be, hold on, the second of four straight Bound for Glory main events for Sting. Wow. Uh, Gold Dust returned to TNA fat as hell and debuted a new gimmick, Black Rain. Imagine mm. an inverted horror movie version of Gold Dust. It's as bad as you Is should it, think. Was it worse than Seven? I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, because it stayed around longer. <laughs> it was not good. Um, and towards the end of the year, they were clearly setting up Samoa Joe to be the guy that's going to beat Angle to win the world title. But Booker T came in and immediately decided he didn't have to work hard to cash these checks. Classic. And seemingly from the second match, he was an autopilot. And uh, the final main event of the year was supposed to be Team Angle, which is Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, and Tomko <laughs> taking on Samoa Joe and the Outsiders. But Scott Hall legit no-showed the day of the show. And then Samoa Joe and Kevin Nash almost got into a fight in the locker room after the show because Joe went on live pay-per-view, destroyed Scott Hall, and, uh, <laughs> and then they picked Eric Young to come out and be the partner. Um, they almost, yeah, they got to a legit fight almost. Because Nash, of course, the only person in the building still sticking up for yeah. Hall when he showed the pay-per-view interview. What did Joe say? Uh, you know, he's tired of all these old-ass former guys coming in for an easy paycheck and not doing a goddamn thing to earn it. Hell, one, most of them can't even show up. And then the ones that do, and then he turns around and looks at Nash. He's like, barely have time to put on their ties. They just fucking goof around and collect a paycheck while we're busting our ass trying to make something out of this company. Is this the time, is this like when Nash is wearing like sweatpants and a t-shirt? Kind of, you no. know, not really no, he wearing was, gear? He, no, he had gear on here because he was wrestling. Um, oh, okay. 
Yeah, no, he had gear. He was not happy about those comments. Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> it probably was good that it didn't go to an actual fight because that would have ended uh, badly for Kevin Nash. Yeah, at that point, like, especially. Oh, real badly. <laughs> um, overall, it was a much better year than I remember, but it wasn't great. I mean, there were... Let someone else take it seriously. They had the talent there to have a fantastic uh, company. Yep. You, you had a fuck ton of names that mattered in 2007. Yeah. I mean, there were there, a lot of them. Um, if you want, next week it'll be a lot easier because there are only five shows, but I did finish AEW 2019. And I can go over that. All right. I'll be next week. Like it. Yep. Put your notes, Jobin. I'm doing it right about a mail. What was the match of the year, 2007, Corey? My match of the year? Oh, probably would have been from January. There was a 30-minute Iron Man match between Angle and Joe. Ooh. It was really good. Really good. So so next week here, Corey, will discuss 2019 AW. We'll also be reviewing uh, Pow Pro Wrestling's Silent Night, Violet Night. You can also, again, get your tickets now for Silent Night, Violet Night at powerprowrestling.com or nosoentertainment.com. And don't forget to make it a double feature by going to go see The Shining at the Art House in Eugene. It's running again from December 15th to the 21st. Get your tickets now at eugeneartshouse.com forward slash movie forward slash The Shining. Like, again, you can get your tickets at nosoentertainment.com. Dot com, no so entertainment.com. You can find us all on the social medias on the Facebook, Twitter, the Instagram, and that Discord at no so entertainment or no so ENT. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and wherever you listen to your podcasts. And no, Joe, you can't use totally dudes in your Mount Rushmore gimmicks. Got him. <laughs>